0: Good with y'all, man. It's a uh, Thursday afternoon at noon. Uh, so you here with Ergo Radio. I am Damon. I'm Daniel. How are you all doing? It's good to see you, Damon. How you doing? I'm I'm all right. I'm all right. It's uh, been a exciting week, but also a tough week. Uh, real quick before we get this show on the road uh, with our amazing guests that we have, here, a few uh, community announcements or events coming up. First and foremost, this Monday is Martin Luther King Day, um, and, and my organization, the Let Us Breathe Collective. Is hosting an event and a new like traveling movement space. Uh, we're gonna be headquartered on the west side, 3609 West Cermac. Uh, it's gonna be raw, it's gonna be all types of stuff. I don't have enough time to really explain it. Uh, but check us out and come. Where's the info for it? Info is at letusbreathe.com, letusbreathe773 at Twitter, Let us breathe collective on Facebook. Rock with us.
1: And I know um, w- one of the things that y'all have been doing in prep for that is you know, you're on the train talking to folks, getting some audio, and maybe we'll actually get some of that audio on the air, which would be kind of exciting hearing from folks about what they need to breathe better in this time in the city. A couple of their announcements. Uh, our illustrious sponsor, The Lighthouse, uh, is hosting an open mic tomorrow night. That's Friday the 15th in their space on 53rd Street. Definitely come through that. Combination poetry, music, they do it all the time. It's a great time. Uh, so show them some love for supporting us, in addition, uh, on the thirty-first of the month, we—I mentioned this last week, but it's all official now. Uh, via Rosa, an Ergo alum, a strong young voice in the city, is hosting or is presenting a show to save her house. It's called Death and Taxes, featuring an amazing lineup. It's got Hurt, Everybody, Dally Austin, Malcolm London, uh, Medicine Woman, which is herself, Via Raven Lynne. Drea Smith, and John Doe, and uh, it's going to be a great show. And We're
0: hosting, man. We're going to be there.
1: Yeah, we're in the building. We're going to be on stage doing what we do. So come through for that. It's free. There is a little suggested donation, but it all goes to Save Via's house right here. In Woodlawn, I believe.
0: All right. And then also, I just want to uh, re-shout out our sponsor, Lighthouse. Uh, everybody should go there. It's a beautiful black-owned restaurant on 53rd Street here in Hyde Park. We're going to take our guests there afterwards for a free meal. Um, and I want to send condolences to the, to the family um, that, that owns that uh, establishment. Yesterday, Elliot Brown, um, who was someone I looked up to growing up, and uh, the owner's nephew uh, was killed um, on the on the Skyway in traffic. Um, and it's pretty tough to hear. He was, uh, he had a powerful presence, uh, a beautiful smile, and he was also an amazing athlete. Uh, so, so much love to his family, um, and to everyone grieving in this city as this violence continues.
1: Yeah. Um, you want to take, do a quick moment for him? Just yeah. like a couple of seconds. All right, here we go.
0: Thank All you. right. So in times like this, it's always great to be. Uh, around people you love. So I'm excited to be here today at Ergo Radio. We always uh, highlight strong young voices that are influential within the city, Uh, but today we have a strong young voice that was influential in my life. Everybody make some noise as she gets her shade ready for us all for Britney, Black Rose, Capri. What's up, squad? Bop, ba boom, boom, boom. (laughs) Bruh, bruh.
2: (laughs) go What what are these sounds that We you're don't making? got no
0: board or nothing. You ain't got a no real hot tech so we you, you, we just do it with our mouth. You talk to
2: damage. You kept dropping bombs last
1: night. <laughs> yeah, no. If you uh if you have a soundboard available <laughs> on on the nah, level, nah, we'll take We that we, you.
0: we don't got room for it. We got
1: to keep it. It's barely room for three people in here. So, um as first of all, how are you doing, Brittany?
2: I am doing well. Uh you know, I traveled from Egypt, that being uptown of <laughs> Chicago, to get here. So, considering that, I'm, I'm doing great. So, what
0: would this be like? Kenya? What would this be <laughs> like? <laughs> I
2: traveled from Egypt to Kenya.
0: 40 years in the desert
1: to WHBK. Be- basically. Uh, first off, I want to take a moment uh, to do a quick little name correction. Um, I know that there are a few different pronunciations, and I want to make sure we get it right because I know this is an important. Uh, new year, new getting it right name. You how, how should the people be calling you?
2: Uh, my name is Brittany. It's okay.
0: Damon so Damon makes name. mistakes
2: often. On the uh, name, okay. Uh, on the okay. name,
0: all right, all right. Because I, I, I get the the, the tuna, but you it's, get the the tuna. Nay. it's the name. It's the it's the name. I go, I go, I go. <laughs> I need to go up instead of down on the name. I, I got it. Hey man, we all can learn it. Brittany, we all can grow. there it is. There it is. New year. So.
1: I think, you know, kind of Sesame Street style, where they have like the, the letter and the number of the day. I think petty is the word of the day.
2: Petty is definitely the
1: word of the day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with you, you know, I've I've known you for almost two years now and I'm still working on being called a friend. And that's, <laughs> I think, <laughs> exemplifies oh, no, no, no. <laughs> what you bring through the city. I think I have a good five, seven years ahead of me before I get to that point. Um, for you, what's, uh, if petty's the mantra, what does that mean to you?
2: Um. I know petty's just it's a lifestyle. It requires uh absolute truth. Uh I don't know, it just it just comes naturally. It, you know how everybody like they always told you like it's it's easier to smile than the frown. I don't I don't believe it. <laughs> I definitely think it's easier to frown or to scowl. Yeah,
0: probably even physically like the muscles you have Yeah, to but use, like but that's no easier. but the,
2: like but no, no, apparently it's much easier to smile than to frown. You, oh. use, you use less muscles. That's but what they say. That's least. what they say, but it's just much easier. It flows naturally through me. <laughs> um, petty and shade. I, you know, uh, uh, I'm a cold Lady Gaga. I was born this way.
1: <laughs> um, pretty much. Absolutely. Slytherin style on this Harry Potter morning day. You it, is, know? it is a morning RIP day. R.I.P. Alan Rickman. You came in house colors. What house would that be?
2: Slytherin, obviously.
1: Yeah, I think that's... Uh, I don't know. Y'all
2: are, y'all are probably some Hufflepuffs. Um, wow, that was
1: actually, the most Actually no, Damon expensive.
2: Actually Damon's probably a Gryffindor. He definitely is out here trying to save people I have recklessly. No idea what idiot it it means. doesn't mean <laughs> it just means you're recklessly trying to save
1: people. Okay, that's what that's real. Daniel's
2: a Hufflepuff. <laughs> and it's a bigger insult, don't
1: worry. I've always oh man, this isn't going to end well, but I've always considered myself a Ravenclaw.
2: You're mo- Actually I'm sorry, you're a squib, which <laughs> Oh, is, that is so
1: rude. Which is <laughs> that is the rudest. And so people
2: do not understand a squib is somebody that belongs to the magical community but can't actually do magic, oh God. <laughs> they just <so> ah. exist.
1: <laughs> they know about
2: magic, but can't practice. So you're, you're actually a squib.
1: Oh, that is the funniest thing I've ever heard. And I'm <laughs> glad we, you went there early. That's good. I'm going to start introducing my, if you introduce yourself as Petty from here on out, I'll introduce myself as squib.
2: And to the people that get it, I'll buy them a shot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a deal. Um, so you, you said it kind of just flows through. First of all, we didn't even talk about like who you are, what you do. You're a poet,
0: educator, uh,
1: presence in the city that when, when is I, unmatched. When I
0: say the word teaching artist, actually your face comes in my head. I, know, I, I appreciate know. that. I
2: don't um, know if, if
0: that is a good or a bad thing. N- no, your it's position. definitely...
2: You, I went to school and I was like, oh, I'm going to be a teacher. I want to work for CPS. And then I realized CPS is...
0: The worst. The worst. Uh, it
2: is a soul-draining place. Um, but being able to be a teaching artist and being able to have the freedom to build my own curriculum and work more in depth with my students is everything that I love. Um, like, teaching artists. I think a te- being a teaching artist also, like, embodies and it, it, I'm an artist, I'm a writer, I'm a poet, I'm a playwright, all these things. But I think being a teaching artist, like, holds all of those titles in it as well.
0: So when, when, when I first... Met you. We were both probably at a, at a a young, naive place where we were like thinking about the future a lot, and, and like you were very explicit about knowing where you wanted to be, and not like tripping on that on the way of, on that path. And your goal, I think it was you and Ray, like, Y'all, you wanted to start a school. Yeah. Is that something that you still inspired? Is that still like your dream, or do you have you thinking of more like flexible structures?
2: Um, uh, sort of. I want to start a nonprofit, a space for young women, um, young women of color to talk about commodification and identity mm. and artistry and healthy living and just all the things that we don't talk to young women of color about. And if it could work, that it also, a uh, school also comes from that, sure. But I do know uh, in you know my older years that building a school is a very intense bureaucratic process that I'm not trying to go through. So building my own nonprofit, while harder, while still hard, um is more feasible um and i'm i've honed in this idea i just knew that i wanted to be able to um access education through the arts and that's still very much a possibility if i was to create a safe space uh for young women
1: Mm. all that being said i've heard you say many times i don't like poems and i don't like young people so Uh, are you gonna how (laughs) are you gonna stay (laughs) are you gonna stay on it i (laughs) don't like it's
2: not that i don't like poems it's that like I'm friends with people that like really like poems. Like <laughs> yeah. like my friends. <laughs> I like 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 being friends with like <laughs> Nate Marshall or like Fati or Denez is great except for like they like poems a lot. They and like Jose like them. talks about oh. poems all the time to- yeah. all the time and I'm just like that's great but like have you seen Love and Hip Hop? <laughs> have you seen Cardi B's videos or Plies' hey, Instagram shut up videos? Yeah. <laughs> I just like you know I like poems and it's not that I don't like young people. I love young people. I don't like people. It has, it's like it's
0: not like. let not. Sp- I like my students. Specific.
2: I like my students a lot. But like people, I ain't got time for that.
0: Let's like let's get to like three reasons why it is why we shouldn't like people. Like three look, reasons why I shouldn't like people. Or, or like let's get to that not liking people thing. Like, okay, let's get so to like your three as, grievances as people. an
2: artist, you get up on you get on stage and you say these like really vulnerable. Mm. Um, pieces and then people come up to you afterwards with reckless questions Mm. like oh like I've had people come up and be like oh yeah you know I've had an abortion or my mom is this or my dad left me and I'm like yo I don't know you (laughs) I just left stage and so like people being an artist eliminates boundaries and people Mm. mistake your work for self often and just put you in really uncomfortable positions and you know I'm not a bartender so I'm not your fake therapist So like, and it's not to say that I don't want these stories to be accessible or to, to like not touch people because I do create work that I want to start conversation. But there's a way to start a conversation. Then and running the conversation
0: up, doesn't necessarily have to be with you. Then, yeah.
2: And <laughs> then running up and just telling me everything. But also, you know, like people look at me funny. I don't like being looked at. Mm, um, that's real. And people talk to me and I don't necessarily want to talk to them. Like those are three reasons. Like the fact that I'm doing this radio show is like a stretch because I got to talk a lot.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, no. I mean, if you want to sit here in silence, it won't make for great radio, but it will work. And I appreciate you bringing the words and the thoughts.
2: I'm pretty sure if I sat here in silence, my fan base would find this amusing. And would <laughs> listen, listen to you guys try and get me to talk.
0: Oh my goodness! I think I would. Too. I, would too. I think I'm a part of your fan
1: base. So I, I think can. me too. We, <laughs> the radio side of me would be freaking out and running in circles and trying to like make you laugh or something, which I've never successfully done. Um, there was the look. You're a <laughs> oh, man and
0: and we oh, you're are making me back. wish i read harry potter so i could like laugh at this more i like this, this it's, it it's not our food, fault metaphor. you're a failure so to take okay. it back to harry right. for
1: a second i mean this goes real deep with you you have a, a couple harry potter related tattoos would you be comfortable telling the people about that of course i have mischief managed Mischief Manage, which
2: is part of a map, but it actually goes... I'm, I'm, I'm a nerd, so all, almost all my tattoos are, like, nerd-related. So it goes in tandem with three other tattoos. I have God of Mischief, which is the nickname of the Norse god Loki, which is also the villain in Avengers. Um, and then I have a Where the Wild Things tattoo, that, um, which has the first line of the book that says, uh, and he made mischief of one kind. And then I have the Harry Potter tattoo that says "Mischief Managed." Um,
0: so you're mischievous, is what? Obviously, you're, is what your tattoo. I'm a villain.
2: I'm definitely a villain. I never, I've never sided with the heroes. Like my love for Harry Potter is so intense, but like I hate the actual character of Harry mm-hmm. Potter. I never root it for him. Um, but oh, back to Harry Potter, I have the Dark Mark tattoo, which obviously is a villain tattoo. And then I have Always, which is with a Deathly Hollow symbol in the A. Which is one of the most iconic lines from the film
1: and the book. Mm. So I, I want to go back to that line you just said that you always sided with the villain. That was like across the board. Yeah, like in stories, uh, all the time. So in your own writing and your own creation, how do you, how do you think about that? Like, how do you build characters if the if the villain is the one that always appealed to you?
2: The villain. Uh, doesn't appeal to me because they're evil or bad or things like that um i would fancy myself an an anti-hero but the reason i like villains is because in order to be a villain you don't need anybody but in order to be a hero you need a villain um Um, and i don't wow but so like i'm really into like cartoons and like and like a young adult fiction and things like that and so like all the time the storyline for a hero is because some tragedy or some evil came into their life and created them and the storyline for a villain is usually like i just want this and i'm gonna take it which is sort of the house motto of slytherin which is like to go for whatever you want at any cost which is which is how i live my life i i will not let anything get in my way for what I need to be a successful artist or person or just anything. I can't let other people's stuff interfere with my trajectory.
1: Yeah. And I think for all of these, you you know, those tattoos and others, and I keep coming back to the tattoos because it is this uh, presentation to the world. It's, it feels of who you are, some of the symbols that stand out, you know, coming from, from children's books or young adult lit and stuff like that were you someone who always had your nose in a book were you a reader were you into these stories growing up or is it you know how did they become the important symbols for you oh
2: I I, so my not liking people thing has existed my entire life (laughs) um and when I was in probably like second or third grade I um I just like stopped talking and I stopped hanging out with other kids and I spent every single day in the in the library I read the entire children's section in the library that I grew up by and then like moved to like the adult section, which was terribly boring. Uh, <laughs> and like, I don't know, like fifth or sixth grade. And so like, I've always had, I've always had my head in the book. Currently I'm like shuffling between three or four books as well as like poetry collections, because like, it's really hard for me to stay in one book at a time.
0: Mm. I, I, I want to go back to that moment you said you stopped talking to people in second and third grade did anyone in your life notice that or was there any like adult reaction
2: so that's actually how I ended up involved in poetry um and I believe it was second grade I so I've always been um gifted if that's what CPS calls it um and I just I was in a classroom that wasn't challenging me and so I was doing work and I was getting straight A's but like the, I didn't really fit in with the other kids because I was a nerdy, fat kid that wanted to, like, speak French at, in second grade. <laughs> and I liked, like, elves and stuff. Um, and I grew up in a pretty hood school. And they was like, no, nah, we're not messing with you.
1: Where'd um, you grow up in the city, by the way?
2: I grew up in Uptown, which is on the north side. Uh, but it's, like, one of two places in the north side that is, like, heavily populated with people of color. Um, and so... I stopped talking and they actually sent me to special ed um, and really? I talked at home yeah that was their so solution you were a straight A student I was a straight A student and, student they, and they sent, sent me to like a special needs class wow. and um, I learned
0: every day about how terrible how Chicago terrible CPS is
2: <laughs> but I met um, I met these people that worked in my community that actually just asked me to write they never asked me to speak they just asked me to write and they asked me to write and they asked me to write and one day I actually wrote something that I wanted to share. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, the first time in months that I, like, wanted to speak at school. And then through the person, um, Anton Miglietta, um, that ran that, I met Jacinda and Jaquanda, who are the founders of Kumbalinks, um, who opened Shut me up. up to poetry and hip-hop and artistry. And if it wasn't for those three people, if it wasn't for that community, um, I wouldn't have found writing but I also wouldn't have found, like, a reason for self as well.
0: So for, for those who uh, may not be plugged into the communities that we frequent, uh, what is Kumbelinks? They, they provided that opportunity and that space for you, but there's something that's still going on and still strong. Yeah.
2: Kumbelinks is a hip-hop theater ensemble um, that is based in just all of the arts. And what they do is they teach youth about, protest about activism about revolution about hip-hop about the they teach that they teach you that you can create a change through art through your body through voice through community um, and they still exist um they are based out of uptown still um, at Clarendon park they have free programming they have open mics currently they're actually running um they have like their own videographers and they're running like a special where you can get a photo shoot and they like teach graffiti and, like, breakdancing, and there's footworking, and it's just... It's
0: really beautiful. It's,
2: it's, yeah, it's a a crazy space filled with a lot of, like, high-energy, talented people that care so much about this city and about each other.
0: Well, we're going to... We're gonna take a little break, let, let everybody catch their breath, um, and, and, and play somebody from from the squad, from the fam, Ergo alum, uh, the big homie Saba just released a new track to yesterday, and he did it like like big time. He had like Beats Radio and all yeah, types of sponsors. Ebro e- of '97 fame playing the song. Look at that. Where so so this is the new joint? I, I was running around yesterday, so I actually didn't get to hear it. So I'm excited. Uh, this is Saba GPS Ergo Radio WHPK eighty eight point five.
3: Lonely, that we're all in heaven That he can count a dollar, couldn't count a blessing Where's your head you necklace for a fucking necklace Ooh, Put that shit on record, bet they get the message Just like after the beat, When my rap on my sleeve one my heart on my tongue, where you think that I speak From his blood on my teeth, like a op nigga we oppose I'm at the crib playing Neo, so, dropped out, I don't need a loan The same school booking me up. job college, collect like an artist. I'm an artist, problem, what you call it, I'm an honest artist, so the honor all We fighting fans like run artists, I'm the coldest out, I'm so arctic And a am from the same place the solids come from And I run shit like Sonic, where my songs and all of my son is sign it Who can make you forget that we're all as They owe me like the nuke kid. this my college campus. Ooh, all these women want me like like my name was Channing. Tatum, I don't even take them 'em. Y'all gin, I'll still have them. Like I got my own. Pre-kill, man, man, still up on more. Niggas full band talking about they poor. Niggas be broke, talking like they own. I don't really care what I say though. They change themselves for compensation. Last year I just had to lay low. Now pass the torch like hot potato. <laughs> Cause I'm on it. Take the green line out west to Austin. Thought the best project since the Chronic. Like a nerd, first mint. How one locked in, i be yeah. Off that double nigga, then I don't rematch Prime old nigga, I don't relax Hey, go ahead, play this back sad.
1: Saba GPS featuring his dad Chandler. Where is it? Yeah. Produced by Cam Obi here on WHPK Ergo Radio. We're here with Brittany Black Rose Capri. Uh, you know, we we're talking a little bit before the song about uh, you know the entry into Kumba Links and that family and what that served for you. Um, but let's let us let us go to let's go to the real uh, or not the real family, but more more of the family. I know you have kind of Chicago chicago royalty you're related to (laughs) um as i've heard as i've heard it be described who's uh who do you have a sense of who i'm talking about here
2: i do have a sense of who you're talking about and if she found out she was referred to as chicago royalty she would laugh at you (laughs)
1: um my grandma is so that runs in the family (laughs) laughing at me (laughs)
2: yes my grandma is former alderman helen Schiller.
1: Mm. for those you know the the uninitiated or the transplant such as myself where How did, who does she stand as in the city's history? What, 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 what did she do? Um,
2: uh, Helen, uh, was an alderman for like 20 plus years of the 46th Ward, which is uptown. Um, but she actually got into politics because Mayor Harold Washington was a friend of hers and he was like, look, man, you, you gotta do this. Um, and I don't know if she ever had a goal or dream of getting into politics, but he convinced her and she did. And she just was like this consistent pain in Mayor Daly's side, um, <laughs> which is, you know,
0: um, a great legacy, to a great legacy. But like,
2: <laughs> like she really just was a consistent, consistent pain in Mayor Daly's side, um, but also advocated heavily for um, like Uptown was um <laughs> which is not because of a lot of gentrification was a uh, just uh one of the most um diverse neighborhoods in Chicago and was just heavily populated by low income people poor people people that just you know it was it was very community based but also like there was you know lots of um drug addictions and um like veterans and lots of people that were on the streets um and just uptown was always filled with people that like needed love Mm -hmm. and helen spent her entire career making sure that they were heard um that they were cared for as best she could and just um offering a space for people marginalized people as best she could
0: so so a, a lot of your work um either explicitly or implicitly um is counter to like the very established chicago political machine um, and, and so how does like being of her lineage or of her legacy how is that influenced um kind of your perspective on, on how chicago operates right because you probably um even if you didn't realize it was getting an education on, on, on how this system works um, and how, you know, just f- flat out corrupt it can be.
2: Um, so like a way to do that is So my stepfather, her son, he calls her Helen, um, which in turn is why I call her Helen. Um, because when she, when they were, when he was a kid, they didn't feel it was safe for him to call her, Uh, mommy or mother or things like that in public because she was such um, a big targeted person she Mm -hmm. is a former affiliate of the Black Panther Party not a member because she's not black Um, but I've always known that there were complications in politics and growing up with her made you know like so much nepotism in Chicago like that was very very clear to me um
0: for those those who went over their head nepotism like
2: uh nepotism is the act of hiring within the family like so So you know like putting your people on so you know what the dailies have done forever um it's just hire more dailies (laughs) Um, and but like I didn't fully get it until Really, I really didn't fully get it until after I graduated college. Um, but I still grew up with lessons in politics, and one of the most amazing things that Helen ever did is, um, so Wilson Yards is this, um, like it was this, like just a uh, lot that belonged to the CTA, and it's now a Target and a bunch of stores and things like that. But Helen stayed on as alderman until she could guarantee that part of the building was forever going to stay as low income housing. Mm -hmm. And so she extended her stay as alderman until for sure the pro like everything had been uh, through and the process had gone through and all the permits and everything. And it was in the works that it cannot, um, be gentrified. And so there's always going to be a space for the people that grew up in this neighborhood to still live in this neighborhood because they're being boxed out by condos and Starbucks and like other junk that we don't need.
1: Right, but she so how how long did she stay on in that trying to trying to keep that locked in? Do you know like how much beyond when she would have wanted to walk away?
2: Um I don't know when she would have wanted to walk away, but the Wilson Yard project I know was years and years and years in the making and like also like you know bringing the target there was also a way to like because they also had to um relocate a bunch of businesses so like in that space there was an aldi and there was a liquor store and there's a tat and there's tattoo factory which is one of the oldest parlors in the city and all of those had were relocated across the street so that this could be built and so they want she wanted to make sure the businesses that still exist exist in that space that have been in the community forever still were able to thrive um and so i don't know how long um she extended her um job but i do know that it was years in the making because they wanted to bring more jobs to uptown and that's why like they fought for the target because it was uh, able to offer many more jobs to the community
1: yeah so i think you probably more than anyone else have reminded me that i'm not from here um <laughs> which You're a is, is helpful sometimes uh but i think one of the reasons why it is helpful to have you be the one to remind me is because in so many ways like you stand for and represent the city so like forcefully um, in some ways pieces of it that you know are gone and maybe were gone even before you came around like when you think about your understanding of the city who taught you what this city has been so I grew up
2: on the north side but most of my mother and father, my my birth father's family, all live on in the low ends of the hundreds. So, what I feel for Chicago is is from one end to the other. I love, I I love this city more than anything, despite everything. Mm. Um, and I think every part of my life like everything that i i've done has taught me more about chicago like being involved with young chicago authors being involved with comlinks being raised in uptown and like being raised in uptown because like like i live in a primarily like vietnamese and cambodian neighborhood which is just like 3 blocks within uptown and then like slightly over is a lot of um uh, like like literally cross the railroad tracks is like literally a dividing line between like upper class white people and lower class people of color, um, uh, Latinos and blacks. And so living in uptown in such a diverse neighborhood, I always had access to other cultures. And then I would seek them out in other parts of Chicago and like one of me and Helen's favorite things to do is to just like drive through Chicago and we just drive through and she tells me about what it looked like before. Mm-hmm. Um and so both my grandmas always are telling me what existed um before. And I think that's one of the I don't even know if I'm answering your question no, anymore.
1: You're right um, on. Yeah, no, you're good. But
2: like having your griots, having your historians tell you about their truths why they can, why they're still here, I think is the most important thing. And so the way that I learned about Chicago is just by listening, you know, like everybody's grandma has a million stories and, you know, I used to live here and this used to be there and this used to be there. And so they make sure to tell me and I make sure to tell my sister um, and we will make sure to tell my nieces so that the things that raised me and raised them aren't dead. Um, and Uptown, Uptown is also like A place, uh, it's like a graveyard of like businesses, like the Uptown Theater, which is one of the most glorious theaters, is this just stagnant, desolate mass in the middle of my community that can't be bought or like forever 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 somebody buys it and it's like oh i'm gonna reopen it and i guess they get inside and they're like oh i'm not gonna reopen this it it's costs a little too more much. work
1: than i thought it would be yeah
2: but like uh like that is a constant reminder um of what things work i think that's the best way to describe it
1: yeah i think one of the things that at least from transplant eyes is remarkable about that neighborhood is unlike in other parts of the city where things are just knocked down and new things are built, it feels there like things are built on top of each other. And so you still see pieces and remnants and signs and things like that in a way that uh, doesn't exist as much in other parts of the city. Um, Why don't we take another second, take a breath. Since we were talking family, you mentioned you wanted to hear a little Kanye. Always. Here's a family business. You're listening to Ergo WHPK.
4: How's your son? All, all, all he the thing, made the team all, this year? All, all, thing, I, he said he wasn't tall enough. All, all the glitter is not gold. no yeah, we're going uh, to this is Sunday, okay? all, all, all the the is what you all live all, all New yeah. This is family business And this is for the family that can't be with us And this is for my cousin locked down All the answers in us this is why I spit it in my song So sweet like a photo where your granny's Pitching now that you're gone And hit us Super hard on Thanksgiving and Christmas This can't be right Yeah, Yo, you heard the track I did, man This can't be life Somebody please say grace So I can save face And have a reason to cover my face I even made you a plate Soul food, know how granny do it Monkey bread on the side Know how the family do it when I brought it why the car I had to look off through it As kids we used to laugh Who knew that life would move this fast? Who knew I have to look at you through a glass and look You tell me you ain't did it then you ain't did it And if you did then that's family business I don't care. Everybody's standing with us. Come on, let's take a family Grammy picture. Abby, remember when they ain't believing me? Now she like, see, that's my cousin on TV. Now nah, we getting it, and we gon' make it, and they gon' hate it, and I'm his favorite. I can't deny it. I'm a straight rider, but when we get together, be electric, sliding, Grandma. Get them shook up, oh no, nah, don't open the photo book up. I got a aunt Ruth, that can't remember your name, but I bet them Polaroids are sent her down memory lane. You know that one auntie, you don't mean to be rude, but every holiday nobody eating a fool. And you don't want to stay there, cause them your worst cousins. Got roaches at the crib like them your first cousins. Act like you ain't took a bath with your cousin, fit three in the bed. If it's six of y'all, I'm talking about three by the head and three by the leg. But you ain't have to tell my girl I used to pee in the bed. Creative way to rhyme without using knives and guns. Keep your nose out the sky, keep your heart to God, and keep your face to the rising sun. All my niggas from the shy is my family dog, and my niggas ain't my guys, they my family dog. I feel like one day you'll understand me, dog. You can still love your man and be manly, dog. You ain't gotta get heated at every house warming Sitting here grilling people like George Foreman. My Uncle Ray and Aunt Sheila always performing. Second she storm out, then he storming. Y'all gon' sit down, have a good. Time this reunion and drink some wine like communion and act like everything fine and if it isn't we ain't letting everybody in our family business uh. on diamond, diamond ring They don't mean nothing Uh-oh.
0: That's family business, Kanye. I know family business, Kanye is, is crying, looking at, at friends or what is it real friends, Kanye? Real friends, Kanye. Man, first of all, get well. I'm not, I'm not talking about Kanye I was like, right you, don't want, you don't want. Let's this let's not go down. There. I am I am the the largest Kanye defender historically, but I, I I have legit critiques of of where he is right now today. But much love to you, Kanye. You're my hero.
1: When we have you on the show, we'll get into those. Yeah,
0: we'll we'll talk to you about it directly. Um. So, I, you know, I have a platform, so I get to do a, do what I want on here. Um, and so while we're on here, I just want to take the time to, like, publicly thank you, uh, Brittany. Uh, you know, a lot of what I do, I, I credit to the communities I'm a part of. Um, and if I were to individualize that right outside of, like, my actual real sister, you're probably, like, the one person who has been the most influential in, like, creating the space that I'm now able to occupy as an artist and as an organizer, because the world should know that Brittany is a founding member of the Let Us Breathe Collective. So as I've like gone into BYP and all of that uh, s word, um, you, you you my you my people. So I just want to thank you for like the uh, the role you have served in our community and specifically in
2: my life. You sound like you're about to go into a place with a lot of feelings. Nope, nope. That's all I had.
0: That's I'm all like I had. I'm, I'm gonna let like, you take I'm it from curve here.
1: All your feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, I knew not to go any further than that. <laughs>
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna push back let's let's uh let's Mm. go into the feelings
2: you can try that
1: we'll see what happens what does a
2: radio sound like when the guest doesn't speak
1: we might need more than an hour sorry (laughs) (laughs) um
2: i got feelings i have anger um hunger shade and lust i'm pretty sure that's all that that's the that's the,
1: the set that's what you got available
2: that's no that's not what uh, like saying what i have available implies there's something else no that that's me
1: (laughs) well uh now at least we know what we're working with here that's good i mean so one one of the reasons why i do want to like kind of go down that road even as you push back uh live on the radio is (laughs) this is fun um so, you know, we've talked a couple of times about having you up here for an episode. We've been trying to get you on the show for, for a minute. And there were a couple of times where it was scheduled and then for various reasons it didn't happen. Um, and one of them was just, uh, not just, one of them was you were, well, rather than me trying to describe what you were feeling, like what, what was it in that moment that said, I need to push this a couple months in the future?
2: um so if if, any... if you no no, no. here he to asked me
1: okay
0: so
2: if anybody is has access to my social media you know that i'm um always open and in conversation about my depression and my anxiety um because one like black girls aren't allowed to be depressed uh you know we have attitude problems we are rude we're mean we're angry things like that um and so I use my Facebook, I use my Twitter as a platform to be open and honest about my depression, about my anxiety. Um, And sometimes, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I really want to do this radio show. And then, like, I wake up and I'm like, if I go and you ask me the wrong question, I can't guarantee that I'm not going to shut down. I can't guarantee that I'm not going to start crying. I can't guarantee that I'm not going to get volatile. Um, And it took probably 16 years of, like, hurting myself and other people to be able to actually recognize what level I'm at and then to make the appropriate steps. Um, and it's been a lot of missteps, a lot of mistakes, a lot of heartache, um, trying to get to this place, but I definitely am always open to, um, to create a platform. Um, for for women for for particularly for black women to talk about um, the things that you know and especially in the black community like mental health is not discussed you know like I remember a family member like cracking a joke like you know black people don't go to therapists and like I internalized that as like a really young kid like Mm. you know I can't I can't go to therapy like that would mean something's wrong with me um, well, that's so, some
0: white people stuff. You
2: know? that's, yeah, definitely, definitely therapy is white people stuff. <laughs> and that's not it. Like, everybody needs a therapist. Everybody needs, even if you're not depressed or whatever, but everybody needs a space to go talk where the person is there specifically to just listen and has no investment in your life. Because talking to a friend and talking to a family is great and helpful, but they still have an investment in whatever outcome
1: happens. This is what I've been saying the last two weeks, and I said it to you. Like, if, I, if I'd won that Powerball, my answer was everyone <sighs> – every library stays open for 100 years and everyone gets a therapist
2: if i win the powerball i'm getting an ice sculpture that says miley was good (laughs) and i'm gonna be able to pour whiskey through it
4: for for my
2: for my party That said, for my, I'm not giving y'all a cent party that nobody's invited to.
1: <laughs> just you and an the ice I, loose? Yeah, I'm not giving y'all a cent party. Uh, but yeah, that, I mean, that, That just jumping back. <laughs> I've already thought this through. Like, yeah, yeah, you, I've you,
2: posted you, that on every status of what would you do with the power? I know You're a that's person with
1: I'm a doing. plan, man. I respect that. Uh, but yeah, just going back to that therapy. I mean, so you hear people say all the time, especially like so many rappers in interviews say it like, well, my art is therapeutic, like like art is therapeutic, but it's not therapy. Uh, no. It does two very different things and it gets you to one point, but it, I feel like it doesn't get you over, you know? Art
2: art is a form of self-love and self-harm, you yeah. know. Um to write some of the pieces I do, I have to go into places that I've buried, um and never wanted to go back. But like like, oh, like I really need to write this poem, but like then I have to go back into details that I didn't remember existed or things like that. And so People when I think art is therapeutic, but it also is like self-harming, especially within like the writer community. Like we we always like crack these jokes, like, oh, you know, it's depress- depression is fuel, and like binge drinking is fuel, and like all the things you mm-hmm. do to hurt yourself is fuel for good art. And um, like my mentor Krista Franklin was basically was like, no, no, that's not that's not true. You do not have to hurt yourself. To be a great artist, you need to heal yourself to be the best artist. And through healing, you're able to access those same feelings, those same stories, those same conversations in a way that doesn't like make you not want to write for another two months.
1: Yeah. So for you learning how to dig into those spots that, like you say, I want to write this poem about this thing, and it starts bringing those things up, uh, or those pieces that you've buried, how did you learn? Because, I mean, I think it's really hard to, let yourself you know we have all these physical and psychological walls that we build for ourselves right and i don't want to get too far down this road but like learning to break those down for yourself and then make something out of it is an enormous challenge uh do was there a point where you started feeling comfortable doing that like if you look at your early writing or stuff you were doing poems you were doing in high school or whatever were you trying to balance that at all when i was writing poems in high school
2: i was writing a slam loud and a bomb And so I was like, I'm going to make people cry and then I'm going to get a 10.
0: Um, (laughs) Which which probably worked.
2: (laughs) No, it it was very successful, but it wasn't healthy or smart or authentic. um, Or honest. Or damn sure it wasn't honest. Um, But uh, I think the best space that's been offered, one, I I have a very strong community of artists that aren't just writers that support me and offer space for conversation, but... Um, Working at Young Chicago Authors, our Teaching Artist Corps, um, which there's like eight of us now, started with like six, um, we meet weekly and we edit together um, and we give helpful critique and have conversations around our artistry, around our artist statements, around community, around like sanity through art or insanity through art. And if it wasn't for that space, I wouldn't be able to, one, write as well as I do but um, but also like to get to places to write about the things that hurt the way they do.
0: Right. And so so now that you are, are getting to a place and I feel like from my perspective, you've been in that place for at least two to three years uh, of being able to be more honest and, and authentic uh, in a way that that may hurt. Um, have Have you noticed or seen the, any impact for that or do you, do you feel that there is uh, any effect that that has had? Um, Or maybe, or not just you, but maybe like externally as well.
2: Well, so, um, to toot my own horn a little bit, I was nominated for an award, um, called the Rana Jaffe uh, (laughs) Writer's Award, um, last (laughs) year. And yeah, you gotta stop, you gotta gotta get better at the air (laughs) horn, bro.
1: Or at least get better at it. I'll Um, rock this. As I said, we all can learn and we all can grow,
2: but um, so I won, um, so I am the 2015 one of six um 2015 ronna jaffe writers award foundation recipients um which was a uh, pretty large check and uh like a trip out to new york and i got to perform at like writers rick at nyu and all these things but like yca um and the community that I have gave me a space to write the things that i was scared to write um which gave me a platform to Become more accessible to people outside of Chicago because you know, people in Chicago know me, um, or some people in Chicago know me, some might not. But um, I am now in a place where I have access to um, people nationally, um, which is really intense and strange. Um, uh, but if it wasn't for people like um, Jamila and Fati and um krista and i know these names mean nothing to the people listening but Woods,
0: krista franklin look them all up we'll have them up here all y- folks you'll get in <laughs> yeah.
2: but if, if it wasn't and if it wasn't for these people in my community that um let me jump and offered themselves as nets when mm-hmm. i needed um i know that i wouldn't be able to um and also like as much shade as I give him I have to give many shouts to Kevin Koval because he's been supporting me as an artist and as a person since I was like 13. Um, he's also offered a lot of platforms um he helped publish my he helped publish my first book um, and is helping me work on my new project uh, but also like always challenged me to be a better artist than um, what I am. And if it wasn't for those people in my life, if it wasn't for them helping me learn to be a healthier version of myself, I know that I couldn't get to the place that I'm at now.
0: I think. I think also in, in addition to like um, the kind of like tangible success or access um, that you, you're starting to receive, I think for me the impact. I think you you teach people, um, and like I know that's kind of redundant because like we had the whole teaching art, artist bit, bit up top, but I know I. Um, learn a lot from just your Twitter um, and and the pieces that you perform on uh, about honesty, about self, um, about how I operate as a man. You know um, about um, those things that those glimpses into humanity that that black women are often not afforded, or that the world does not see uh, because black women are so marginalized. I think probably has, you know as you're dealing with kids, probably has impact. Um, that you won't realize for a few years as, as people are developing, but have access to an example like you. I'm being nice, man. Yeah, I, this I is the nice. These, these are like these verbal hugs. I don't feel anything. Okay, that's cool. Not even a little that's bit. That's cool. I, I, you know, when you were in New
1: York for the for the Ronda Javi Award, I did happen to see you because I was there for other work stuff. And you told me a story about when you went to cash the check. You want to tell that story? It's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Oh, man.
2: So I go to cash my check, and I sit down with the teller, or I go to deposit as I'm opening up a savings account um, because uh, it is a lot of money. Um, And the woman looks down at the check and sees Rhonda Jaffe, and she's like, oh, my God, you won the award. I am in the MFA program at NYU. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. I just read (laughs) that. And then she's like, what program did you graduate from? And I was like, Oh, man, I don't have a master's degree. (laughs) And I just watched her whole face drop (laughs) because the thought that somebody could get this prestigious award without getting an MFA, like, had, like...
0: just it, so she's working she, at a bank right now she's working
2: at a bank she's from chicago ironically and like she just went well, on she either
0: loved you or hated you
2: uh it got it got like slightly uncomfortable um <laughs> after that because she was a white woman um and she proceeded to tell me about how she all the different black artists that she's interested in writers and how she wanted to uh, wish she could apply for Kaveh Khanam. And for the people that don't know, Kave Khanam is a <laughs> black artist retreat. <laughs> um, then she gave me her business card, which all tellers do, which was fairly normal. And she goes, You know, if you ever want to hang out or anything. And then I like power walked out the. Bank.
0: <laughs> oh, you I hope mean, she hears this. I hope no, she hears absolutely. It she absolutely. <laughs> I hope it's I'm a, a tweeter. I'm a finder. It's What's just, the bank? Yes. <laughs> Just you lunch
1: at be- lunch break at Bank of America. It. Yeah, you, you better get was- that check transferred or something before we throw too much. But um yeah, no, I just I love that idea of her face. Just like, oh, I'm wasting these years. Maybe
2: not necessarily. I don't think that it was that she thought she was wasting these years. I think it's that it is so surprising to scholarly artists when you know when non-scholared artists like. Get success in their field,
0: Um, Mm, mm.
2: so I don't think she felt like she was wasting her time. It just probably felt like not fair.
0: (laughs) True, true. So I'm gonna take a a shift as we're winding down. Um, And so I'm so glad to play the be able to play this game with you because it's it's rooted in shade and its nature. Okay, cool. That we play every week. Um, And so you know we're about accountability here. We also we're about that action here. Ergo, um, and, and, and beef. And accountability, I think, is necessary. So there's a there's a sect of the world that goes by unscathed from criticism, and I think that has to stop. Okay. So if off the top of your head, I know you haven't prepared for this, if you could start beef with one R&B singer, any any era, who would it be?
2: It has to be an R&B singer? R-
0: specifically. It's, the game is called Beef with an R&B Singer.
2: <laughs> Tyrese. <laughs> <laughs> I would start beef with Tyrese oh, man, immediately and I will only call him Jody the entire time. <laughs>
0: we'll, be, we'll be your first uh, Well,
2: you. so I, so he has a new song called Like Ashamed or oh, whatever. Right, right, yeah. But it looks like um he stole the concept from like Dream Girls. Like the music video is definitely like Dream Girls. And it's like it's not a bad song, but you know, you just don't want to hear Jody singing about how he's cheating on his girl again <laughs> which is basically what a shame is
1: at this point it's pathological like it's like
2: good. but like i don't know like it's just real hard for me to take tyrese seriously after the fast and furious franchise because oh i love the fast and furious yes. franchise and i love tyrese in it but then like i was like driving and i like and wanted and i was like had a car full of people and then we realized it was tyrese and we like turned it off and we had like a moment where we're like <laughs> Did we just enjoy your Tyree's each- <laughs> song? And then we all felt guilty because like we enjoyed it. And it's like, and I like the song. It's a good song, it is I a good song. song. I love the song, but I hate that I like the song.
1: Well, you were driving Tokyo Drift style, right? just all the way down, uh, the, uh, yeah. Yes, no, there's, no, there's, no, 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 no. You, you, took, it, you,
0: you, you got, took it too far. You tweaked it. <laughs> we brand, gotta get out of here. I a right. brand new. <laughs> no, so, so before we play our next game, we're, we're gonna play an individual Brittany game. It, so we had beef with R&B singer, uh, and you let us know why. I would, I would love to hear you start beef with Ergo. I would love, I would love to like give, get this chance to get a critique. It's gonna be tough because you've never heard it. Not, not the show, not the show, just us. Yeah, yeah, us too. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna like stick my neck out there on the chopper block. I mean, the problem is like problem
2: is like nobody can see y'all, so they can't see Daniel's translucent beard, (laughs) and they can't and they can't see your carrot top fro, um, which is my my biggest concern. My biggest concerns right now are the like hair decisions you two gentlemen are making, and like.
0: Or lack thereof. I, I think. I think I am no. making anti hair decisions. Is, is yeah, you're definitely
2: not making
1: decisions.
0: <laughs> you're pushing that one down. You're, you're just, kicking that boulder down the yeah, road. It,
2: yeah, you're definitely just like, <laughs> um, just leaving, yeah, let go. Yeah, yeah. yeah is that, what's happening. That's, that's my day to day. I don't know. Like you know. Um, also, for the people that haven't been here, they've brought me into a, uh, a dungeon, a dungeon in the attic at the University of Chicago, and. Everything is like quite tiny and terrifying. Um, there was like a fake severed hand in the stairs yeah, on the way upstairs.
0: We're never this is to just that. like a yeah, it's a weird place. It is. It's
1: a, it's a sketch place. We thought we'd stay Hogwarts style for you.
2: This right? is this is not Hogwarts. This is a this is be an Allery If this was Hogwarts, or I don't it see any be, owls.
1: What's the one where the uh, where Victor Krum comes from in Hungary? That like
0: creepy ass. I don't want to go there. All, all right, all right. We're gonna. It's an all boys school. We're gonna read. You don't like those. So <laughs> we got one We got one more game uh, before we, we let you say some words. Uh, it's going to be real quick. This one is called Let Me School You, Youngin'. Basically, we play an old school track. This one's from 1991. We don't tell you. We don't tell you.
2: Nin- 1991 is considered old school. Yeah,
0: yeah at this point. I, I got one older, but it was too easy. Uh, so 1991, it's a Chicago uh, house anthem. So I, I'm confident in you.
2: No, I'm probably Chicago, not gonna. Kn- I need to know the title.
0: You need to know the title and the artist.
2: No, I'm not gonna be able to do that. Right. And then, and then Avery you. R. Young's gonna show up and
0: like. You might. You hurt might. Me. I'm gonna give you. I'm, uh, let's see. Let's see. Let me school you, young.
2: You and me, but she's homeless, she's homeless.
0: as she stands there singing for money. Alright, we going we gonna stop the game early, cause the story we just heard off-air in relationship to this song. Is we gotta we gotta talk about this? So, 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 so okay, just, so
2: I don't so I don't know the artist, um, but I do know the song because when I was really little, it was one of my favorite songs, and I would walk around in public. Um, raised by a single mother who was uh, a teenager, and I would sing "We homeless, we homeless," and people would give us change, and my mom would freak out because she was convinced that I was telling. Like I, I sang several songs that I shouldn't have been singing. Like I sang that, and I sang like. There's some holes in this house. <laughs> thinking thinking it meant like holes. Oh. Um and so like I would sing those in public all the time and people would just like stare at my mom <laughs> like like not only I don't like know either, which one is funny. I don't know. Like if like, I
0: saw a kid that like was it homeless singing? We we homeless or they're supposed in this house? I don't know. But what I'd I like. But no, I would sing them. At the, sing
2: them at the top of my lungs, like because it was. But I would just. But I did not know the words. Did they put so the change in your head or did you have a? Sometimes tongue? they'd be like, "Oh, little girl, oh, here you go." I'm like hand me a dollar. But I really would walk around singing, "We homeless, we homeless."
1: They respected the the melodic hustle there. You know, like.
2: Uh, they probably like super judged my mom because I think they thought like my mom was like pimping me out (laughs) or something she was not
0: that's hilarious so the name of that is a gypsy woman and it's actually like parenthetically called She's Homeless uh, and it's by Crystal Waters
2: oh my somebody cheated somebody text me crystal Waters. somebody <laughs> cheated cheating. somebody text hey f you.
0: <laughs> you whoever that is man
2: i'm not gonna put them out but you, i was like oh i didn't, understand, is hell. I didn't understand why i got i was like <laughs> why do, who's crystal waters why am i getting this text <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious
0: oh man you, well you people are listening you got there support out there <laughs> much love to you thank you for listening that's, but damn how you go oh,
1: man. and you, even with even with that assist it still didn't get pulled off. that's a shame well, i am not a cheater? Winning. I don't cheat. Yeah, I appreciate the you. house I appreciate is your the house is definitely winning. You can win Ronna Jaffe awards, but you can't win Let Me School You. Yeah. That's what we found out. Do you? No, no, no,
2: no, no. You didn't set you like you played a game that you didn't tell anybody there was like a game. Like no one told me there was a game.
1: Right. Yeah. I know y'all, that's the idea.
2: Okay, I got y'all.
1: All right. Before <laughs> before we get out of here, uh, would you be willing, even though I gave you no advance notice, to read a poem?
2: Can I freestyle about your translucent
1: beard? <laughs> if you've got bars, bring the bars. Also, I will you say, never
2: freestyle ever.
1: Thank God. That way I don't have to join you and I'm not allowed to rap on the air. That's a rule. That is a rule. Or off the air for that matter. Uh, okay. that's That's a better rule.
2: <laughs> How to title a poem about Chicago, scratch that, Ferguson, scratch that, Baltimore, scratch that. Black boys disappearing is not magic, it's genocide. Trying to be less Martin, more Asada. I enjoy my father's white privilege. Wish I'd been tear gassed so I could feel less like the perpetrator. I fear we don't have the endurance of our grandparents. Could I come back after the dogs? Black and college educated, now what? Don't talk out the side of your neck about white people to me. In Mexico, they set shit on fire. I am not Michael Brown. Black and white spaces. Grew up resenting my white cousins for all the wrong reasons. I hope my brother dies a martyr, not a thug. The world does not weep for dead black boys. I will raise a black son in Chicago. We still not talking about women, though. I'm tired of rallying for black men who turn around and call me angry. What's your badge number? Still don't feel like I wrote anything. To the white editor who asked if I wanted to capitalize white since I'd been capitalizing black in all of my poems.
1: That was wonderful. I've See, I've heard you read that a few times and- uh, Powerful. Yeah, no, it's it's great. Um,
0: Where can they find you? Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I, I don't even know how to- <sighs> Yeah,
0: yeah. You uh, be laid it uh, heavy on, it's hard to transition out of that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sorry. Um, don't be. My website is blackrosecapri.com. That's K-A-P-R-I. Or you could follow my recklessness on Twitter, which is at boomboxed, B-O-O-M-B-O-X-E-D underscore. Um, And you get full access to pettiness and art.
1: It's a top-notch Twitter.
0: Yeah, y'all should rock with it. Much love to everybody who's been rocking with Ergo today. Up next on WHPK 88.5, you got all sports for Alan. Much love.